Good day, everyone, and welcome to New Matter, the SLAS podcast where we interview life science luminaries. I'm your host, SLAS Scientific Director Marshall Brennan. Today, we're chatting with Asta Lamachane. Asta comes to us from the University of Akron in Ohio, where she studies drug-resistant mechanisms in colon cancer. Asta was recently awarded the Tony B. Travel Award, and so we're really lucky to be able to talk with her today. Welcome. Thank you so much, Marshall. It's a very great opportunity to like share and talk about research and everything. No, it's, Thank you. It's a real pleasure. Uh, you know, we are always really proud to have uh, Tony B. Awardees on the podcast. And, uh, you know, obviously you, you've got a really great research project on your belt, which is why I'm going to start with our traditional ask of telling mm-hmm. you to distill it down into just 10 words. Okay. So I work with like cancer, specifically colon cancer. As we know, I don't know if I can say it in 10 words, but cancer is the leading cause of the death. And to stream it out, we are working with tumor, steroids, and we are trying to reduce the drug resistance a patient goes Okay, okay. I think it. Mostly we're trying to go for the elevator pitch, the sort of like quick summary there. I think you accomplished that. Now, with a little more room to breathe and really enjoy your research project, tell us a, a lot a, a more about what specifically you're trying to accomplish and uh, what you're really excited about in your research project. So I'm really excited about like whenever a person is diagnosed with cancer, they go through a lot of like chemotherapies, right? Uh, the problem there is like in most of the patients, the drug works. Sometimes the combination works. But again, in some patients, it fails. So we want to know the underlying reasons. Like there may be the reasons of genes. There might be the reasons of protein. So we are trying to do it in an in vitro environment, meaning we are taking out cells from the body and then we are making a spheroids like a three-dimensional tumor out of it. And then doing study on why they are resisting to particular drugs and if we can find something out of the mechanism and then like focus on targeting how that can be like reduced. So I feel really like I really like my work. It's great because I think where we've heard a lot about things like precision medicine where we're trying to understand how we treat mm-hmm. people as individuals. But the, the point it sounds like even before we get to that sort of level of things, it's not always clear how the same drug you know affects different populations. Can you talk about you know why some of these things are present in the the population? Why these sort of differences in drug activities might take place? Okay, so just like going down deeper into my study, so there are like receptors and there are certain sort of targets right inside the body, but those uh, like targets are millions and uh, there are numerous amount of targets. So one particular drug might hit the target and walk over there. But there might be other sort of like negative feedback mechanism to that. So mm-hmm. once that get like deactivated, the other sort might get activated. So that is what is happening. Next thing is like a cancer is a heterogeneous population of cells. So it not only has like one particular cell types, there might be other extracellular matrix that might be involved in it or cancer stem cells uh, which have the capacity to renew in them. So when a particular drug is targeted, those might get like upregulated, and as a result of which, they might transit from one state to another, and because of which, there is problem of like drug resistance in the cells themselves. 
Okay, so your research really hits on this idea that cancer is this really ambiguous umbrella term uh, in a lot of cases where just saying that someone has colon cancer doesn't really adequately describe what the population of cells are in the body. How do you think about that problem and how we should go about solving them? What was the sort of thought process toward starting your project and uh, how you uh, see this influencing cancer treatments? So I feel like targeted therapy is uh, one sort of treatment that we can opt for, meaning that if we could like target a particular point or the pathway that might like um, omit the problem of drug resistance or invasion or so forth, that would be nice. Another thing is like even in SLAS, I got to hear a lot about like precision medicine and personalized medicine. If we could like go that towards that sector, that would be really nice. Well, I really uh, am excited to see where your research gets uh, gets us in the long term. I want to take a second and talk about uh, you. Uh, obviously, you're working on some really exciting uh, uh, research. Mm-hmm. What's your background? How did you end up choosing a career in science? So I did my undergrad in Nepal. I did a biomedical engineering. Then like uh, my mother... She got cancer. She was a patient of ovarian cancer. And during the course of like her treatments and everything, I was like uh, really feeling helpless. And then I started thinking like I should really like work on something that is really like motivating. So that is the reason that I came here and started working on cancer. Wow, that's I I I hope she's uh, doing better these days. That's an incredible uh, motivating factor, and I'm really. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that you know you and your mother had to go through with that, but you know I think this is an incredible way to respect that. What has that experience uh, been like going into lab and knowing you know so tangibly what your research could do? So it's like uh, it gives me comfort. Like I can at least do something in this field. And next thing is like the more deeper I go, it's the more like cancer is really very complicated and a very complex disease to like get something out of it. So researching and lots of work needs to be done on this field. Mm-hmm. Do you think that being so close to the problem has affected which problems you choose to solve? What you know, research projects that you think are most important to you uh, in terms of you know, which paths to go down? I feel yes. Like somewhat when I was picking up uh, to come here and looking for funds like from the professionals and stuff, I was like really narrowing myself on the path of cancer. So in somewhat way, I feel like, yes, having that experience and that motivation really leads me to do something that I'm really like interested on and overshadowing other aspects of other diseases uh, that might be more interesting. Yeah. How do you uh, think about how your work in academia might translate to actual patients. Do you have an interest in getting involved in the clinic or do you see that best happening through industry? What what do you think, based on your perspective, is the best path from what you're doing at the bench to actual patients? So uh, that's a long road to like fulfill, I think. So I'm just in a third year, like PhD. (laughs) So I definitely like the work that we have been doing is like really nice because we can like uh, recapitulate everything outside and try to find out something. So definitely I would like to 
do some work in the clinics uh, with the patients if I can take out, like have the tumor samples and so forth and work on what exactly it is to work on those samples. That would be really what do you think at this point has been your most exciting moment in lab or the greatest professional accomplishment you've had in your career? So I think that is what we are talking right now. I feel like Tony getting a uh, Tony B award and having the podcast and further getting the opportunity to present my work and slash was a very nice accomplishment for this year. Oh, well, we're happy to hear that. But, you know, for us, that's always, you know, especially identifying talented young scientists that we can uh, support. That, that's a really core to what we do. And so understanding um, you know, what we can do to help you grow your career is really uh, important to us. What things do you look forward to in the future, both from your current research plan and you know, what you want to do with your career you know, after you're done with your PhD? So I definitely want to work in an industry like uh, which is more focused on cancer research and uh, I would definitely like to explore the field of like precision medicines and work that has been done so far. And yeah, I guess that's it. And with your experience in your PhD, obviously you're collecting a lot of uh, really useful uh, data. How do you see that playing into the precision medicine landscape that is uh, focused on sort of like big data sets? Do you see any synergy between what you're doing and what folks who are um, focusing on like AI um, are working on? Yeah, I don't exactly work with the data sets, but uh, there are lots of data in like uh, gene set enrichment analysis and so forth. So when I look uh, at my data and the mutations that are in the cancer, I can uh, relate to, yes, uh, like what I have been doing uh, does make sense and it is really helpful in that aspect as well. And so to this point, um, for, you know, Undergrads who are uh, looking to uh, go down the path of you know, going to graduate school, looking to a career in science. What advice can you give those people at, at this point? You know, what's your secret to uh, success in graduate school? So I feel like uh, the first thing is like we really need to be hardworking. It needs to be driven from inside than being pushed to something. You should look for something that motivates you so that you can always because it's a five years course and yeah there are like frustrations you don't get good results uh, most of the time and you need to be very patient so there needs to be always some sort of motivation that drives you so I would suggest to pick something that really interests you so that uh, in long term and in the uh, long down the road you can get what you are like really motivated on but you are really interested if that is alive I think it would be a pretty nice right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it takes a, a bit of a thick skin to be a researcher sometimes, right? Because yeah. you know, part of the process is failing and it's hard to look at it that way, but it's what you learn from every failed experiment that, that's important, right? That's really great advice. And I think um, a lot of uh, you know, young students, especially those who are, are just sort of looking at this huge space of uh, research that SLAS covers, you know, finding their their passion can be a bit of a challenge sometimes. And so, getting the the you know to see individuals like yourself, uh, you know, succeed and uh, you know be recognized uh, by the Tony B Award, I think could be very motivating. So, thank you so much for all your contributions to SLAS and uh, 
you know, we're really glad to have you on this podcast. Is there any uh, last thought that you'd like to share uh, with our listeners about either your research or your career to this point or just something that's uh, important to you? Lastly, I would want to be like more involved in national layers and hopefully in the years to come, we get to meet people uh, like in person and mm-hmm. like be the SLS to be like more productive and more helpful to people to like outreach and everything. Yeah, that's it. So on that front, I'll ask you one more question. Who are you most excited to meet at the next in-person SLAS meeting? Who would you, if you could take any one researcher out for coffee and pick their brain, who would it be? So I don't know her name exactly, but she was a keynote speaker who was talking on like personalized medicine. So I was really interested uh, to like learn from her and uh, hear her work. Cool. Well, hopefully we'll be able to make that happen the next time we have uh, an in-person meeting. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much. On behalf of SLAS, the New Matter podcast, and our listeners, thank you for your time. Really, uh, you know, good luck with the rest of your PhD. And we're really looking forward to uh, talking to you again soon to see all the progress you've made in this uh, research area. And thank you so much for like this podcast. And thank you, Marcel, for being really nice. Thank you.